And good morning. This is Eric Rollins, the Constitutionalist, here on 1550 KXEX, the best talk in town. Today we're talking about the utter mess of our irrigation system, our lack of water, and the fact that growing food doesn't seem to be an actual priority in this state. Before we get there, we're going to talk about some opportunities to get it involved. Sunday, 8-7, there's a medical freedom rally at Clovis and Shaw from 2 to 4. That's a front where there's still some scary bills before our state assembly and Senate. Get out there and make your voice heard. Tuesday, there is no Kingsburg meeting. Uh, The Kingsburg Group of Constitutionalists for California is instead going to the Fresno Central Committee Republican meeting. 813, that is, I believe, a Saturday. There's going to be a taco truck, and it's a student. It's for students out at Trinity Church, which is 12168 North Willow. This is about the new Christian college that is being founded there, and this is an opportunity for students to go out and just find out about it. They need more students. It is an exciting idea because education is broken. Mostly you go to college and you get indoctrinated. Free speech is no longer available. It's no longer a possibility on a whole lot of college campuses. You have to be Christian, but free speech is available on this one. This is a way to get educated for much less money than most private places and not go through the indoctrination to maybe potentially strengthen your faith. The RSVP number, because they would like you to RSVP, is 559-977-7033. That's 559-977-7033. If you're really interested in this, about three weeks ago I did a show about this, so you could look it up. Moving on. Today we have a whole big mouthful to discuss because the more I learn about water, the more... I want to pull my hair out and you can see that's done. (laughs) I got no hair left to pull out today. I have two guests. They are specifically from Madeira because all of the Western part of the, the central Valley is really not getting a water allocation. And this is a piece of that larger problem. So my, who wants to go first? Okay. So my first guest is Mark. Nakata? Right. Okay, got it right. Right. Welcome, Mark. Thank you. And how are you involved in ag? So uh, I have a uh, soil and plant nutrition company. Um, We help farmers solve all kinds of problems from irrigation to soil and plant nutrition. So that's our focus. So you're a solutions guy? Yes, sir. Cool. And my other guest, Ralph. Ralph Pistoresi, yeah. And what do you do, Ralph? I farm, mostly I farm, and try to solve problems. That's what we do. Well, then you're anti-environmentalist, right? Because <laughs> you don't, I mean, that's how they're trying I, uh, to paint you. I, I, I tell you, uh, farmers are environmentalists. Well, if they want to stay on the land and have it be productive, doesn't it make sense to take care of it? Take care of the land and take care of the water. And take care of the people that help us grow the crops. Well, and it's not just those people. All of that multiplies. Uh, Agriculture, I believe, represents about 10% directly 
of the income of the state. A renewable always there as long as we take care of having enough water. That's the biggest issue. Let's define a, a little bit of the larger problem. How much rainfall happens? 200 million acre feet on average every year. Now that's throughout the whole state. Yes, sir. That includes rainfall, mist, snow, sleet. It's, yeah, aggregate total. Okay. And how's that divided up? 100 million acre feet roughly it goes directly into the ground. So that's, you know, plants, uh, some of it, you know, falls into streams, so on and so forth. And then 100 million acre feet uh, is used by people and the environment. So 10% roughly goes to urban users. 40% roughly goes to agriculture. The other 50% goes to the environmental environmentalists, uh, fish, um, you know, uh, stream flows and those sorts of things. Well, I, I did. It bothers me when I read about this that, like, they're trying to establish salmon in a river that is essentially not got enough water to maintain salmon. So they have to track, truck them from near the ocean up to around here. And then they have to do pulse flows to keep the water cold enough for the salmon. And then, how are they ever going to get back to the ocean? What are we going to truck them again? Well, they, they've been working on this for, what, 20 to 30 years. Right. And they've been unable to establish it. And there's two problems. One is there's not enough water. The other is that and most people don't talk about this, is that most of the municipalities dump raw sewage into the river. And the problem, of course, with that is, is that that organic matter that they're dumping into the river deprives the fish of the oxygen needed to keep them alive. Because it makes algae grow. Mm-hmm. So putting salmon into that environment is not going to work. Yeah. I, I looked at that whole idea and I thought, well, you're, so you're going to take some of the most productive farmland in the world. What percentage of fruits, nuts, and vegetables do we represent for, for the U.S.? We, was, we provide roughly 30% of all the fruits and vegetables for the United States and also for the world. In other words, California agriculture as a, as a single entity is the largest producer of agricultural food uh, in the world. And it's not close. Well, and we have more organic farming for my liberal friends. We have more regulations about what pesticides you can use. Right. We have some regulations about what fertilizers you can use. Right. Now, part of me is bothered by that, and part of me is like, well, in effect, does that – it might make it harder for our producers, but doesn't that make it safer than most of the food grown around the world? Yes. That's a big deal. Absolutely. So we have the safest food, and then I'm pretty sure you got to eat. Yeah. So it's, it's also a security issue. Food security is one of our largest issues as we can see from what's going on around the world. So getting back to defining the problem. So we have 100,000 acre feet divided up. Yes, sir. 50% to environment. 100 million. Yes, not 100,000, 100 million. Sorry, Ralph. (laughs) 
not great with numbers. Now, we designed one of the best irrigation systems in the world. And then essentially from the 70s, we've done nothing. that fair? That's fair. Sure. Yep. By, by doing nothing, that means we've built no new reservoirs. Correct. What about infrastructure? Have we done anything to maintain it? No. Infrastructure is falling apart. What it is is in the early 1900s through about the 19, late 1940s, uh, our parents and grandparents were, of course, the greatest generation, right? And they didn't wait for someone else to do something. They went and did stuff. And so what happened is the federal government came up with what's called the Central Valley Project. And um, that was started in the early 19-teens. And then the state started its project uh, in the late 40s through the 60s. Um, Collectively, both systems are, in essence, what is the conveyance system in this state. Uh, Roughly 75% of the people live in Central and Southern California. However, 75% of the water falls in Northern California. So we all depend, all of us water users depend on the conveyance system to move water. So in effect, they're, everybody's relying, if you, even if you're an environmentalist, everybody's relying on water to yes. eat and to do the necess- necessities of life. Right. Flush the toilet, take a shower. Yes, sir. Okay. If we haven't built anything new, how much has our population increased since the 70s? It's doubled. Doubled. That's a big deal. So now it's got twice the burden. We're not maintaining the infrastructure and we're not building any new facilities or in frankly, there's some plans where if you were to make a dam larger, not even have a different footprint, just make a dam larger. That would help significantly. Why is there no will? I think what's very important to realize is that we the people, through the government, through the propaganda, have changed the priority. Back in the 30s, 40s, 50s, and even 60s, the priority was for the people. And prosperity. And prosperity. That's how we became a prosperous nation. Water, farming, that's what it did it. But what now, the whole dialogue is being shifted to the environment this little smelt that little that, rat. Im- that imported smelt yeah, yeah not even native smelt they for 16 smelt will shut down the pumps and stop the water from going to southern california and to the and to agriculture and what it does it changes the balance of how things were designed to work right they were designed even for a greater population they were originally designed for and here now at this time period we are not doing the job to maintain what they built let alone build more so there's a real shortfall in our priorities and in our thinking 
and in our motivation to accomplish things. We're all about analyzing and doing studies and suing each other over anything, but we're not getting anything done. That's true. But giving up the most productive farmland in the world and the breadbasket of at least our nation, if not the world, you know what is a scary thought. Eric, you know what they're doing? They're calling it repurposing. They're calling calling it retiring. Nice words that people like to hear. But what they're doing is they're destroying. They're destroying our ability to be an independent nation. Look at what is happening with the gas and the petroleum industries. In a short period of time, how this country has gone from being independent to dependent on regimes that we go to war with. Just think about that. And and it's well, our feeling they want to do this to agriculture. Yeah. Well, uh, our president, the, the guy that's standing up there, President Brandon, he's decided that it's a good idea to do things like go beg Venezuela, a truly horrible dictator communist country for oil rather than produce it here. And there's got to be a reason behind that, too. And it might be a very selfish reason. And I think we have to look what that possible reason could be. Follow the money trail. Follow the money. You see, if everything works good in this country, there's no need for that. But there may not be any profit in it for these politicians. So we have to look at politicians with scrutiny on every level. Mm -hmm. We have to see what they're really made of and where their real intentions lie. And we can't be fooled by them. No, we've been fooled for far too long. Can't be fooled by them. Um, You know, from my perspective, the Democrats are the problem, but I don't know that the Republicans, the way they're configured, are necessarily the solution. Some of them are really good. Some of them are horrible. But there's not very many Democrats that agree with my values. For instance, there's only one Democrat in Congress out of the, let's say there's 270. Congress is roughly split. I know that's not an exact number. It's close. There's one that's pro-life. One. So they don't allow any diversity of thought in their party. No, because if you buy in to what they're going to provide you for, you have to sell out everything. You have to sell out to them. And that's what we need to do is get politicians in there that don't sell out. So, you know, you think about that. How is it that we can be so concerned about a two-inch fish and yet we want people to kill their children? That doesn't make any sense to me. Yep. Getting back to water, though. Yeah. And and, because there's... All of these kind of tie together in that that is very true, but specifically with water, what is it? What is the problem in a nutshell? You know, how, how can we, well, we'll get to fixing it later, but how do we keep defining it? Well, the state has had the responsibility, quote unquote, okay. to manage the conveyance system. So the conveyance system has fallen into disrepair 
So what grade would they get? An F. Well, when you go from 100% to 20%, that's an F. Sorry. No, there's no reason that's to be sorry. What, I, I, wanted a, I wanted a real answer. That's the real answer. We, we don't have a drought problem in this state. We have a water management problem. We what? fail to capture water in the quote-unquote wet years, which is why when we have dry years, we have a drought. So it's a man-made, engineered drought, and the good people of this state need to stand up, and they need to start asking the hard questions, and the politicians need to be forced to either answer the question or get out of the way. What is the cycle? Because I know there's, what is it, a seven-year cycle? In roughly. California, roughly seven-year cycle, mm-hmm. where we'll have a couple wet years and then four or five dry years. Right. And they've been keeping records of that since the Spanish were in control of this area. Right. There's nothing unusual. It's no. not global warming. It's this is we're in the normal cycle. Right. But we need to make provision for that. So we got to plan ahead. we got to plan. What did Joseph do when he approached Pharaoh? And told him of his dream. He he said, Egypt is going to have so many years of prosperity and so many years of drought and starvation. And they made provision for it thousands of years ago. We need to make provision nowadays for when times aren't perfect. Well, and we don't seem to have to invent it. The plan is already there. We have to just manage I know of, it right. I know of two reservoirs that have been on the books Sykes and um, Temperance Flat. Temperance thank you, Flats. thank you, Temperance Flat. And Temperance Flat's paid for. It's just held up by environmentalists. Right. It's, so these projects have been going on since the 80s, so 40 years. Yeah. And the state has been unable to construct those reservoirs for 40 years. So what makes us believe that all of a sudden they can do it? Well, they have no will to do it. They're no, just, of course not. They're just playing you along. What, what what the state wants to do is retire a million acres of farmland in this state. In the in the nation, right? Or in the state? No, in, in the, the state. state. In the state. state. That's a lot. So what does that mean production-wise? It means that two-thirds of the production of this state will go away. Wow. So essentially, if you're not along – if you're not getting water allocations through irrigation and – you're in any place except next to a stream or river where you can pump where the aquifer would probably be strong. That means you're largely gone. Well, that and then the state has also implemented new rules. So this 218 measure. So let's not from, do the whole thing yet. From, we're getting to 218 because okay. that starts to define the problem. Okay. We're going to go ahead and take a break. This is Eric Rollins, the Constitutionalist here on 1550 KXCX, the best talk in town. This is Eric Rollins, the Constitutionalist here on 1550 KXCX, the best talk in town. I am joined by Mark Takata and Ralph Pistoresi, and we're talking about the problems with water and irrigation and the huge threat that agriculture is facing because our politicians seem to, I don't know, be focused elsewhere, like, you know, controlling free speech. High-speed rail. High-speed 
Come on now. They did that so that, <laughs> that future generations would look at that and go, look, California had its own Stonehenge. <laughs> yeah. Mark, you were um, kind of defined 218, which then draw, divides us into GSA. So I'm going to let right. you talk about that. Right. So <clears throat> in Madeira, there are three GSAs. It's Madeira, there's Chowchilla, and then there's Delta Mendota. And there was a proposal um, that was brought before the Board of Supervisors by representatives of the state uh, to uh, enact these rules that were that are being pushed by the uh, Water Resources Board in the state of California. <clears throat> um, anyway, so there was a opportunity, although slight, for uh, protests. And so there was uh, many landowners who sent in protests and the Chowchilla group would defeated the 218 measure. So they sent out a, essentially a ballot to... They, they, no, they didn't send out a ballot. This was not a vote. It was not an election. It was a proposal that was put into a multicolored um, brochure. So it looked so like it, junk mail? It looked like junk mail, yeah. So okay. That's what it was designed to look like, is junk mail. And many people just threw it away. According to the 218 rules, if you don't send in a protest, it means you agree. So in this case, means you agree to be charged. What a great way to get response from the people. Right. Or lack of. An in, yes, an in run around right. having the people right. have their say. Right. So what happened was the Chowchilla group won. Madeira group lost by a few votes. Uh, Delta Mendota group lost by a few votes. Uh, unfortunately, it appears that there are issues. So uh, we're asking for an independent third-party audit uh, to look at the count because there seems to be issues, put it to you that way. Um, Election integrity type of issues? Let's see, rules issues. In other words, it's not an election. Okay. But there are the 218, Prop 218 rules, it don't appear that they were all completely followed. And so we're asking that an independent third-party audit look at that to see whether, in fact, all the rules were followed or not. Like how they sent it out. Did it go to... Did everybody, did, did everybody actually get – right? I'm going to call it ballot for lack of better word, but I understand it's not technically. Right. Right. So there are, there are many issues, put it that way, many issues. And um, at the end of the day, if this goes forward, uh, as an example, the Madera County growers will have to pay $246 per acre, and then they will – Every year. Every year, and they're <laughs> – the fines uh, could now, be now. This is two hundred forty per acre for pumping water for 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 the for the land that you own, whether you in, pump water or not. Right in the white area. Okay, so, so the white area is. Let's define that. White area is an area without um, a surface irrigation. So so in, pumping in, is their pumping and rainfall is their only option. It, yeah, exactly. Okay, so they don't have surface water. Um. Anyways, so on top of that, 
if you use over 28 inches uh, of water, then you get penalized. And the penalty looks like it's going to be about a thousand bucks an acre foot. So an average grower will need roughly two acre feet above that 20 inch uh, maximum to grow his crop. Now that means he's going to pay $2,000 per acre plus the $246 an acre plus the processing charge or whatever it is of like $25. So it, it uh, suffice to say it's 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 way too much money and will cause most of the landowners in the area to go out of business because they can't pay it. Okay. And, I, and So that, what percentage of Madera County does this affect? Well, farming anyway, which I get then cascades to devastating effects to the rest of the county. Right. Um I would say it will it will affect over half the growers of Madera County, well over half. Wow. Um, and this same tactic, I will say, it has been or is being pushed in most counties in the state of California. Whether, so, whether they're agriculture counties or not. Most counties, because the idea from the state side is to reduce groundwater pumping. They want a net zero effect of groundwater pumping. Well, in to, to go from where we are now to zero, what do you have to do? You have to shut most of the pumps off. So that's what they're trying to do. So th- this, this um, measure is absolutely 100% intentional. And it, it at the end of the day, it, uh, our rights are being totally obliterated. As an example, I mentioned that Chachella Group 1 didn't seem to matter because the Board of Supervisors approved uh, a section of that 218 uh, proposal in spite of the growers, landowners defeating the measure. So basically, the I don't know why we had a vote or a uh, did not a vote. Why there was a protest if the board of supervisors is not going to adhere to that anyway. So there are some real problems here, and, and, and it isn't just us. We know this is happening to agricultural people all over the country. It's happening to parents all over the country. I mean, I can go on and on, but the but, point is is that all of our rights are being obliterated. And with with farming, with your land, you can't pack it up and take it somewhere else because no. you have unique growing conditions here in California that allow you to grow things that don't grow anywhere else. Correct. Um, we, we grow – a huge percentage of the almonds. What is it? Seventy percent, if I remember right, something that. like that. Over yeah. that, mm-hmm. we grow over four hundred crops in California. California is such a blessing to the United States and the world, and they want to destroy it. And what they're doing, what as Mark was saying, with this thousand, two thousand dollar an acre cost, it's, it's more like it'll probably be more like two thousand with the penalties and everything, they have absolutely put everybody out of business because what they've accomplished 
is they've completely reduced the value of your property to nothing. So you can't sell it off except to take a loss and you can't produce a crop and make a profit. Let me do some math. You don't have water. What are you going to grow? No. Let me do some math for you, Eric. Just the, just the, the portion, the 246 plus the 25, reduce the property value, $4,500 an acre in the white area, immediately. If you add just $1,000 a penalty to that, you've reduced your property value by over $21,000 an acre. With an extra penalty for more water, it's over with. They've found a way to do away with agriculture with a, with a little regulation. And that's what we can't allow to happen. The part that blows me away is the majority of the Madera County supervisors have to be connected to ag. Yet they unanimously voted basically to not care at all about that business or those people. Right. We're very at, upset at, with them. At the board meeting on June 21st, in which the public was invited to comment, there were over three and a half hours of testimony by and you, landowners and you get informers. two to three minutes. You get two to three minutes. I, I don't know what was at that meeting, but yes. I've been to a lot yeah. of Board of Supervisors yeah. meetings, just I, not I, in your county. I believe it was three minutes. Anyway, so there were many, many people who testified. And it didn't take the Board of Supervisors 10 minutes after lunch to vote unanimously to approve this 218 measure in spite of all the public comment. So what does that tell you? It tells you that you need to choose wisely because there is an upcoming supervisor race. Yes, there's two. The reason you gentlemen are here is because Bobby McCauley reached out, wanted to be on the show, demanded to be on the show, and then didn't bother to answer. He's running for District 5, which is kind of the Oakhurst course gold area. Yes, Bobby, I'm calling you out. Didn't bother to show up, but I'm glad I had the opportunity with these gentlemen. If he's your new supervisor, you realize he's bought off. Yes. You, you look at his financials and, and yes. I, I think bought off because so much of his money's coming from developers that aren't in Madera County. We're, we are upset with the Board of Supervisors. Should be. The reason we're <laughs> upset is because the state has mandated, and we, we, we completely are really upset that the state hasn't done anything in 40 years. And then they have the goal to come to the counties and tell them, you know what, because we didn't do anything correctly, we but they won't say that. They've always saying they're doing everything correctly. They want the counties to take the hit and farmers to take the most hit. And I'm upset with the Board of Supervisors because what the state has asked them to do is destroy the county. And they did not push back. They need to push back. They, the, it's the state that needs to be asked to be accountable. Yeah. The state. Well, I think the biggest thing... This whole state has developed a culture of unaccountability. I, I come to this theme a lot. You know, you can graduate high school, and if it was during COVID, 100 of your units can be dismissed. You only have 220 to graduate. I didn't know that. Um, you know, an A and an F don't really mean anything anymore. You can be a criminal 
and there's no no accountability. So why would they think that they were accountable to the people? People, you need to get out and vote and make them accountable because that's the only way they'll listen. Right. It's all of our livelihoods at stake. Our culture, our way of life is at stake. Mm-hmm. It's all at stake. Yes, and you if if let's say roughly what would that be half the agriculture in Madera County is gone over, over half over half. Yeah. Let's just go with a simple half. So that means the farm worker can't go to the store and buy anything. He's actually got to move on. He can't even stay around here. He right. can't make his house payment and his car payments. Right. He can't even stay around here. No. The farmer has to to leave and just take a loss on his land because it's not worth anything. Right. The supervisors, I don't know where they're going to get any money for their campaigns. They're not. Because even the people that support them aren't going to have much money. Right. The majority of businesses in Madera County are dependent upon agriculture. And it, it's so not just Madera County. It's right. it's essentially the Central Valley is right. all as, this way. As, as a whole, yes. I don't want this to see as, seen as just a Madera problem. No, it's not. Eric, what's going to happen to the people in the cities? I mean, I could grow a garden. I have fruit trees. But what's going to happen to the people in the cities when they can't get fruits and vegetables and produce? And chicken costs three times what it did a few months ago. And meat's expensive. Is that what it's going to take for the people in the cities to wake up? I sure hope not. I, I I hope it's not. Uh, starvation that teaches them more than education. They need to, and, they, and, and to a certain extent, it's the farmer's fault that he doesn't go to the city people and educate them as to the importance that agriculture is in their life. It's okay. our fault, too. Okay, so both of you are in agriculture. Do you have kids come out on yeah, school trips and, and see your business? Absolutely. Okay, I'm, I'm thrilled to hear that. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, so well, those are the types of things that need to happen. Right. So, yeah, we we both have had interns come out, whether it be high school or college students, uh, to uh, to learn about what we do. Um, and I graduated from Fresno State, Ralph did too, and the Ag Econ program out there does a wonderful job of finding jobs, internship jobs for students who are Ag Econ students. So it's it's a wonderful program. Good, good. So there's one moment of hope because we've mostly spent our time complaining. I'm not saying they aren't real complaints, but we need to start moving towards how do we fix this? I think one of the big things is the environmentalists see farmers using water and they term it as wasting water. What would you say in response to that? I would say that they're just putting the blame on someone. We don't waste water because water costs us money. Why would I waste something and spend more money than I need to to grow a crop? But their whole idea of growing the crop is the waste. No, it's a repurposing of water because unless they're willing to stop eating and bathing and flushing their toilets. Well, that sounds like a fair compromise. (laughs) Yeah. We'll have to consider it. Well, it, it's progressivism, Eric. I mean, it's what it is. And it doesn't matter whether we're talking about our issue. It doesn't matter whether we're talking about the issue of what's being taught in schools. It doesn't matter whether it's the issue of inflation. 
that we're all paying for. And Biden can say it's it's not a tax, but it sure looks like a tax and sure itself feels like a tax, and we're all paying it. So uh, what we need to start doing is we need to push back on some of the these untruths that are being told because if you allow progressives to go out there and say a bunch of things that are not true and you don't say anything, all of a sudden it becomes true. These, or a lie repeated often enough becomes the truth. That's exactly right, and that's what I'm saying. So it is time for the good people of this state and the good people of this country to stand up and push back. We, we do. We we all must. If, if we're if we are to look and understand where we all came from, and the things that we our parents taught us, and we look at what's going on today, th- there's no way that those two things are congruent. They're not. Yeah. We're being told that we need to fundamentally change, that agriculture needs to fundamentally change. But what they're really telling you is this whole country needs to fundamentally change. Well, and anybody that is an independent businessman, which tends to be not for big government, needs to go away. Right. That's it. We're supposed to all be minions of the state. We're supposed to be the serfs of the state. They want to create in the population a poverty of thinking, a poverty of thinking that allows, especially like these young people that don't never experience the freedom that we did to be dependent on the government. So that's the battle that we're in. And, and we have, we have spent our lives. Our parents' lives have been spent and our grandparents' lives have been spent to build something up. And we're confronted with people that want to destroy stuff we can't allow it to happen. Agreed. We're going to go ahead and take a break because I'd like a little more time for, for hope and, and solutions. So this is Eric Rollins, the Constitutionalist, here on 1550 KXEX, the best talk in town. This is Eric Rollins, the Constitutionalist, here on 1550 KXEX, the best talk in town. And I'm joined by a farmer and a gentleman that is knee-deep in farming. And we're talking about irrigation. We're talking about Madera County and the big mess that's happening. If we don't fix this, we're losing a huge portion of agriculture here in the Central Valley, which is our biggest economic engine. This should be a call to arms. While it's a call to arms, what are some solutions? What can we do? Well, there is a long history of water in this state, right? So... At various times, there have been efforts by various groups to put something together. Where we are today is that everybody in this state is a water user. So we all have a vested interest in what happens with water. Okay, And right now, we're in the process of reaching out to other groups, not only in the San Joaquin Valley, but also Southern California. And we believe that we all have a vested interest. And so we all need to work together. Well, if you have a California lifestyle, you want fruits and vegetables. Right. And you would like them at a reasonable price. Right. 
You want to be able to flush your toilet, take a shower. I mean, all the basic necessities, mm-hmm. right? And and so the funny thing is, Eric, is as we start talking to various people, um, we find that our interests are basically the same. In other words, we all want a dependable supply of water. We all want clean water. We all want to reduce the amount of pollution. So part of the answer is for the water users or the interested people with a vested interest to control, to manage, I should say, to manage the conveyance system. Okay. Secondly, what we have to do is we have to stop allowing voluminous amounts of water to flow out to the ocean because we need it to push organic material or raw sewage, I should say. Partially treated sewage. Well, partially or not treated. There's some it, not treated? Okay. Yes, sir. I knew of two partially treated, Stockton yeah. and Sacramento. Well, there, there are many times when you have, especially when you have a lot of rain, where if you talk to the people involved in it, they will tell you that they just dump raw sewage into the, into the river, mostly at night to keep it out of the public eye. But but what it is is uh, that is a part of the solution also. It, in other words, if we stop dumping such amount of sewage into the rivers, then we won't need to spend as much water, which is a precious resource, pushing sewage out to the ocean. Because that algae that grows is invasive and harms all the fish species. So it's it's kind of crazy where the our friends on the left are screaming about farmers poisoning the soil when they're allowing raw sewage to poison the fish that they're trying to save. I don't quite understand that. It doesn't make any sense to me, right? No. So, but irregardless, we as Californians all need to come together. This is not a left or right issue. This is an this is us standing up for our rights to exist, for our rights as Americans. And so um, we, conservatives, and our friends over on the left need to get together and realize, hey, look, at the end of the day, we all have an interest, and we need to come together to fix this problem. It's just like for all of us who are parents. I mean, what parent doesn't want to protect their kids? And have you know, a good future for and them. And have a good future for them. Yeah, exactly. And, and and so some things are greater than a political issue. There are many things that are political issues. But but I would hope that we could at least get some sort of broad agreement that this is an issue that transcends the normal political cycle so that we can get to solutions. Because what we need are actual real solutions to the problem. What we haven't had for the last 50 years, 60 years, 70 years is real solutions. What we need are real solutions. We've got to stop talking about it. We've got to start doing it. So you're saying since at least the 50s, yes, they have not been really addressing the problem. That's correct. That's what I'm saying. Wow. Right. That's and I can show you the history. No, no, I, I, did, I read quite a bit of it. Okay. And I I already knew a fair amount about water, having had many political candidates, and I always make them talk about water. Right, right, right. And so it's a huge issue. 
do you have a way to contact you guys? Anything you want to give out on that? Right. So you can, my email is Mark Nakata, M-A-R-K-N-A-K-A-T-A, all one word, 2021 at gmail.com. Give that one more time. Okay. Uh, Mark Nakata, M-A-R-K-N-A-K-A-T-A, all one word, at 2021 at gmail.com. Okay. Why are you hopeful? Why do you think you can do this? Because it seems like it'd be a lot of work. Wouldn't because it be easier to just run and hide? Do it because we have to do it. It has to get done. Somebody has to do this stuff. And we've got to, we would like, Mark and I would like to find people that think like us and want to get this thing done. We are not water experts. I'm a water expert on how to irrigate and farm with. Water is a very complicated matter. But when you see something isn't done right, it's pretty easy to identify. This has not been done right. We need to figure out how to do the job properly. Just like any business, anything you do, you got to not make mistakes and nothing but 40 years of mistakes. The other thing that we have to do is be become a people who focus on what we can accomplish and not the reason for why we can't do it. We have to get stuff done like they did when they built the Hoover Dam in four years. Mm-hmm. And they, they built, built it for an abundance. They, they, did, and they, they didn't built build, it in an abundance, yes. Right. And they built it under budget and under time. I mean, there's we have so many things as examples that we could follow. I remember as a young kid listening to Kennedy said, we're going to go to the moon. And he says, we're going to go there because not because it's easy, but because it's hard. Well, this might be hard, but we got to do it too. So you're saying now is our time to step up. Step up. Well, we're down to about two and a half minutes. Final thoughts? Step up or lose out. That's what's going to happen here. So step up while you got the opportunity to do it. So not just step up, but hopefully join you guys. Join us. I I hope we can get together with the rest of these water districts and municipalities. We've listened to some of them talk. We are on the same page. We realize cities need water. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like we're against them, but it seems like the environmentalists are against all of us. And they don't pay for any water. City people pay a lot of money for water. Mm-hmm. Agriculture pays a lot of money for water. The environment doesn't pay a penny. Well, they have to fund the lawsuits, but after that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Though nothing ever seems to get fixed. They, they have a lawsuit, and then all they do is move on to another lawsuit. It's all that, about making money through litigation. I, I know, but... They, they don't even save what they say they're going to do. All it is is about litigating it and suing for money. Yeah. Well, the, the poor residents of this state have, in the last 20 years, approved $30 billion for water infrastructure. Most of that's gone to the environmentalists, and so we have no new infrastructure for that $30 billion. Wow. So we have, <laughs> we have a problem with our state politicians in that regard. Because there is no accountability. When, 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 when that money's not yours, 
it's easy to spend. When you got to pull money out of your own pocket to spend, that's a lot harder. And that's what we're having to do now. It's worse than that. It's not that they felt have to pull out money. It's like they pulled out a credit card where you don't feel it the same way right. as you do with cash. They don't get the bill. Yeah. Yep. They use the credit card and they don't get the bill. Right. To boot. That's a good gig. There needs to be some leadership in this state instead of just politics. Newsom was against the twin tunnels when a metropolitan wanted to build it years ago. Right. Not maybe because he's running for president or wants to run for president. He's talking about a single tunnel. I understand Metropolitan offered him a double tunnel recently. Is they that just true, approved Mark? a double tunnel. Yeah. Yeah. If he really wants to solve the problem... Tell them to let Metropolitan build it. Well, that would require wisdom, and I do not believe that Newsom <laughs> has any of that. But I am hopeful with No, this. he just needs to get the heck out of the way. Yeah. But I, I do think there's a, there's a posse coming. Um, it's going to yeah. be harder in California, but it is essential that we get involved. Right. It's essential that we make a difference. Yeah. Go our, vote. Our Go vote come, in yeah. November. November is your time. Uh, well, there's more that, that can be done. You could help good candidates if there's a candidate you believe in. Mm-hmm. You can go to fundraisers. You can meet with like-minded individuals. This is this needs to turn into to more than just people griping. This needs to turn into a movement. Right. Right. Well, gentlemen, I thank you for this time today. We thank, thank you. you, Eric. Appreciate it. Appreciate and the opportunity. This is Eric Rollins, the Constitutionalist, here on 1550 KXEX, the best talk in town.